Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Psychic Wives podcast. I am Kathy Rumsey. And I'm Jerry Carabin. And I'm Ginger Hendry. So this week, we are talking about rituals. Our uh, rituals in general, our morning rituals, our rituals that we that we do uh, before we work with our clients. Um, so we're going to kind of get into what we do, how we do it, how it's changed over time. Um, Jerry, do you want to uh, jump right in and start? You're the, you're the, to me, just because I know from years ago when we used to talk, I was always like, you were what I aspired to be for morning rituals. For the, yes. the meditation I, and the yeah. card pulling yeah. and... Yes. It's interesting. And we were just talking about this a little bit too. So yeah, I have had a really very strong morning ritual for several years, I guess it was. Um, and I would get up and, you know, out of bed, make the bed, da da da, brush my teeth, blah, blah, blah. And immediately go into my sunroom where I have a little kind of altar space. Um, and I would instantly meditate and I would meditate for 20 minutes and then I have several decks and whatever card deck whether it was an oracle card deck or an animal card deck or I love my animal card deck and that's one that's been with me for quite a while I would you know finish meditating and then I would shuffle 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 if there was something that I was working on you know some issue that was coming up or whatever I would be like okay you know focusing on that issue and then kind of ask the cards show me teach me um, what do I need to know? Shuffle, 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 you know, choose a card or whatever. Um, I also at the same time had this little tiny mini five minute gratitude journal, um, mm -hmm. which I still have. Um, and it's because it's such a great way to start your day with just gratitude or I, I prefer the word appreciation um, um, as opposed to gratitude. But, um, you know, so it was like three things I appreciate, you know, so far today, three things I'm hoping happened during the day like that that kind of thing so it was definitely like probably a good half hour probably a half an hour um in the morning that i would do that now recently for some reason you know you know life has been a little crazy um since <laughs> the really? end of, yeah <laughs> well crazy for me um starting at the end of end of january or january um november um when i first got my little mini diagnosis is what we call it now because it's not there anymore um and so your world kind of like goes went a little crazy for me which is really interesting because i found myself like i would have to be at doctor's appointments super crazy early in the morning so it was like and I, you know and here's the thing full disclosure i am not that oh i have an appointment at eight o'clock that i have to leave for at seven therefore let me get up at five to meditate yeah no that doesn't happen in my world you know like meditation starts at oh i'm up at 7 30 or oh i'm up at eight do you know what i mean so the right. five o'clock a.m dawn thing is yeah no never gonna happen um but but it's interesting because the ritual kind of went away and it was probably and how did you feel like not having your ritual did you notice it absolutely noticed yeah. it to the point of i've got to get back into it i've got to get back into it i've got to get back into it but at the same time my body was being bombarded right. you know by pharmaceuticals and and so i think in my mind i was like okay just ride the wave of this in other words you know i'm i'm not up till 8 30 i'm not up till nine o'clock because my body needs rest. So right. there's not that morning ritual 
lately, <clears throat> but it's interesting because it kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, has turned into an afternoon ritual. So, okay, I'm getting ready. Yeah. yeah, and so all of a sudden I'll find myself in the middle of the, of the, middle, middle of the afternoon, two o'clock, three o'clock, and I'll be like, huh, things are quiet. I find a space without a client, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to go sit in my room. Um, so the ritual is yeah. still there. It's just not as regimented, I guess, as it and used to be, but I do miss it. And I do want to get back to, there's something about starting your day yeah. in that way that calms you. Like no matter what's going on in my day, I know I'm doing these little things first. Well, and it sets, the, it sets sort of the frame of the day as well. Yeah. Yeah. So before I get into a bunch of other other questions and comments and observations and stuff, Ginger, what's your ritual like? I'm a little bit, well, I'm not a little bit, I, I'm much different. I do need time in the morning, but I don't have a lot of time. Um, you know, for the last, I think we've mentioned this before, 15, 16 years, I've had a pet sitting company. So many mornings I'm out at the crack of dawn. Um, I'm up, showered, out. Um, then I come back. I have a six-year-old um, that needs to get to school. Um, so once he goes <laughs> in the living room right now, because yes. we're in the <laughs> yeah. so, that's, so, so it's not as easy as sticking him on a school bus and letting him go. It's yeah. yes. And now of course, everything's crazy. So now I actually have work that we're doing with him online and meeting with his teachers and whatnot. So my morning ritual was always an afternoon ritual. So the time you're talking about Jerry is my time like that two to three before yeah. he came in the school days before he came home from school was my time so i may do some meditation although i, I will say in, in the morning i never fail to it, uh, do an affirmation to set the day to, to call my guides in and i usually have something that i want to work on in that day um that i was that i may need help on but the actual time spent is for me is in the afternoon um, and it may be pulling a card or cards around a situation. It definitely is some uh, shorter meditation. Um, and sometimes, to be truthful, it is just a book that I might be reading. And I need, for me, I, I can take myself out of wherever I am. I, I swear I don't hear anything around me if I can read. And so sometimes it's 30 minutes of opening a book I'm reading and I shut the world out. I love that because we've talked about, and this is, I'm not going to get off the path, but we've talked about this before. And maybe we'll talk about this in an upcoming um, podcast episode is, you know, meditation. People always think meditation. I got to sit here and I got to be sitting here cross-legged with my fingers in a mantra, in a, you know, mantra position and, and, you know, saying, oh, 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 or something like that. Meditation can be walking in the woods meditation. I'm very much like you, Ginger. If I need to quiet my mind, pick up a book. Yeah. And I will be gone, yeah. um, you know, in that book. So that's a, that's a cool form of, that's a ritual in itself. Yeah. 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 I think the key is, right, your ritual is setting the day, but it is also finding that space within yourself that is calm and peaceful and it allows you to have a, a, a real thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, because everything's always so busy. I know we're in this pandemic time when not as busy, which is a blessing and maybe a curse for some of us that are overthinkers. Yeah. Um, but we do need that time to, um, to center, to center ourselves. So, yeah. And I think it's, um, it's actually important. And that's why I'm kind of trying to get back to the morning thing. I do actually think it's important. Same time, like, you know, like to, cause that's what makes it a ritual as mm -hmm. opposed to, Hey, I think I'll go meditate today uh, or pull a card today or something like that. So I think it's, um, it's important. Kathy, what about you? Do you do a... Uh... So I don't, 
It's funny because I'm I I was I was thinking about this um, this morning. <laughs> As I was sitting doing my what I guess could be considered a ritual. I don't really have a I've I've gone through I ebb and flow through rituals. Um, I tend to be a very all or nothing person, so it's like well if I'm not going to meditate for twenty minutes, why yeah. meditate at all? And I realize how incorrect that statement is that it's like i can meditate for a minute or five minutes or yeah. 10 minutes and it can change every day it doesn't have to be 20 minutes every day kind of thing um i do tend to um i love to sit in my bed with my cup of coffee and i realize though that i will sit and just i have <laughs> i should show you guys the picture my husband took this morning because i had my two spaniels and then my Leon burger all on the bed with me mm. and Odin, the Leon burger was upside down. He was like <laughs> out his undercarriage. <laughs> my, husband, my husband came back from, from uh, exercising and it was just like, Oh my God, like <laughs> this is such a scene, but I sit there, you know, and, and the dogs provide this sense of Zen zen and comfort and grounding for me that I do tend to just be like kind of mindlessly petting them you know and it's it's like there's the tactile thing in there for me um but two years ago when I started my mediumship journey my mentor let me, had, let me interrupt for just a second and I because I want to point out that is a great ritual right exactly anybody that, so anybody think... that's listening that counts oh yeah because and she's it, in that I have those mornings too where I am not if I have an early appointment I don't I won't even have coffee like I'm not one of those I don't have actually more days than I would like to say, and it's the majority of the days of the week, I will actually get up in the morning with the animals, have my coffee, and then at 6.30 and I'm done with my coffee and I go back to sleep. So I'm not a drink coffee for the caffeine to wake me up. It doesn't work that way for me for whatever reason. I may, I do it for the ritual. Yeah. I love holding that cup of hot coffee in my hands and it yeah. takes me... 20, 30 minutes to drink my one cup of coffee. Yeah. But it's the, the ritual of it, yeah. not the, I need caffeine. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the mentor who, for my mediumship program, he had asked us when we began our journey with him to have a, have a journal, you know, have a, a notebook by our bed. And every morning, first thing, when you wake up, automatic write for, he's like, you know, I can't remember. I think it was like five minutes or something. And he was like, and you might write a whole page. You might write two words. It just depends. It's first thing when you wake up before you do anything, write what immediately comes to your mind. He said, and then turn the page and the next day, blank page, do that every day for 30 days. And then after that 30 days, go back and read and see what comes up over and over and over again, and that's your work. Oh, I love oh it. that's cool. I love that. 
Yeah, so that's a really interesting. And again, Joe never said that to uh, us. Oh, that's cool. He didn't? Oh, oh. yeah, that's a, that was like a really cool thing. And the thing is, is you don't have to have a fancy journal. I, I think I went to Michael's or AC Moore or something and just bought little um, super inexpensive art books. Yeah. Like little spiral bound, you know, whatever. You could do it. You could just buy us you know, a notebook, like a class yeah. notebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so that was a really cool thing. So did you, find, did you I, do it? I did. Did you find and a I, theme or did you find, like, was it the same thing, kind of things that came up? Yeah, it was. That's awesome. If you think about when you wake up first thing in the morning, it's, okay, what, you know, before you have a time time to process, it's what immediately comes to your mind first thing in the morning. It's the important stuff. Mm -hmm. And is the important stuff in a good light or is the important stuff in a light of, I'm really dreading this, I need to work, you know? Yeah, and yeah. it was never like, I need to work on this. It was never anything that, like you didn't, I don't know. Yeah, was, yeah. Like I didn't but have there was enough a time theme. to think about it. There was a theme, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really that is really cool. I just wrote that down. Like I totally want to do that. Um, I wanted to add this other thing. And, and again, it kind of goes to what Ginger was saying. It doesn't have to be in the morning. Lately, I told you, okay, so my thing is kind of flown out the window or whatever. I have mala beads. Um, mala beads are like the, you know, spiritual version of rosary beads. You know what I mean? Um, right. And you hold them in your hand and you say a mantra to each when you know as you move the beads through um your hands or whatever and i have started doing that i don't know like a month or so ago um they're on my nightstand and when i go to bed the mala beads are in my hand and i do a round or two depending on how cool. fast i fall asleep of a mantra so it's kind of like, you know, like what Joe said, you start your day off right or, or what we had said, Ginger, like, you know, the appreciation or set your tone or set your intention or of, of what you want to work on. Um, it's also a great way to end your day. You know, I'm right before I go into this restful resetting place. Um, yeah. I'm going to do that mantra um, with, with those beads or whatever. So it's another really kind of cool. Um, I think it is cool. I hadn't really thought about the nighttime ritual, but I remember somebody telling me, and I don't remember who it was. This was a, a quite a while ago that what they, they had a journal and at night they would, whatever was sort of worrisome to them would write down in the, and make an intentional thought. I'm going to put my worries in the journal and I'm going to put it aside. I'm going to bed. It's gone. It's gone during. Awesome. Yes. Oh my God. That helpful. That is really cool. Yeah, and I would say almost every night, no, I would say every night I meditate before I go to sleep. Now, some nights, probably about half the time, I actually meditate to a guided meditation, mm -hmm. um, especially if it's like, because sometimes it's hard to meditate on your own at the end of the day. It's hard for me to get, <laughs> to get my brain quiet enough to meditate. And I can remember when I very first started meditating without, you know, just like literally sitting in lotus position with, you know, the own thing, <laughs> like yeah. you, like you mentioned at the beginning. Um, I remember the teacher saying, 
you know, you let the thoughts come without judgment and let them pass and don't, you know, you'll have thoughts, but it's okay. Be kind to yourself, blah, blah, blah. And just, if you need to, even just in your head, say, go back to your breath, go back to your breath. Every time a thought comes, just remind yourself to go back to your breath. Well, the first couple of times I meditated like that, I was pretty much just saying, go back to your breath. And if I stopped saying that, my brain would go to, oh, shoot, I forgot to do that today. I need to remember tomorrow. And I, you know, unfortunately, I'm at the place where I can't remember to do something tomorrow unless I write it down. So then it's like, well, what do I do? How am I going to remember? And I meditate, oh my God, I'm meditating and blah, blah, blah. But so I um, love to meditate on those kind of nights with a guided meditation. And I actually have like for last night with the, the moon that was so bright, so full and so yeah. bright, the moon, um, I have an eye mask that has Bluetooth uh, earbuds built into it. Oh, cool. So it's, it covers my eyes. So I'm dark and I can hear and only I can hear. So it doesn't keep my husband up. Yeah. Um, and I will listen to a guided meditation to, and I usually that. I fall asleep before it's over. Yeah. I'm, I'm laughing to myself because I took a, with, uh, I think it was New England Deaconess in Boston. I took a 10 week meditation class many, many years ago and it was for stress release. Um, and one of them we brought our significant others to. And so we were meditating and we were all sprawled out in different places on the floor. And about five minutes into the meditation, my husband starts snoring. <laughs> yeah. Like two or three times I had to pinch him to, to wake him up. So he's not a candidate for, he could never meditate on his own. It just wouldn't, it wouldn't be a thing um, for him, so. That's funny. Because that, ha yeah, I remember when, when I was at um, taking um, my shamanic classes, they would do these long journeys, you know, which is very similar to a guided meditation. <laughs> you know, we used to work so hard. We'd start at like 8.30 in the morning. We'd go to like 10 o'clock at night. So by like day three, you know, they're like, okay, guided meditation, we're going to journey. Everybody's like, yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're all like, you know, putting blankets down and like getting, I never could lie down. I had to, to sit. Because I knew if I lied down, I was going to be asleep. And you did hear, you know, like throughout the, um, the thing, people sleeping. It was pretty funny. <laughs> well, Jerry, do you remember you, you and I and um, my other friend, Kim, that we all took the Brian Weiss's past life yeah. regression yeah, yeah, yeah. workshop. And you oh, yeah, both you kept fell waking asleep. me up. because yeah, I because you kept saying, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Too, too funny. Um, so yeah, so I wanted to mention earlier um, when you were talking, Jerry, about um, your morning meditation and stuff. And I was thinking, you know, as people are listening to this, like a half an hour is a lot to dedicate to a it morning is. ritual. Yeah. So it doesn't, it, it can be five minutes. It can Absolutely. be. Absolutely. And there were times when it was like, I would, I would be doing that. The, the, like, I would know I could take my time. You know, there were times when I knew I could take my time. And there were times that I knew that, you know what, I, I don't have time today. So my meditation is not going to be 20 minutes. It's going to be 10 minutes and 10 minutes, shuffle, 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 
blow into the cards, pick the card, boom, go. You, you know what I mean? So, so I, I did have to be, because again, that's me. If I have to be somewhere at eight o'clock, that does not mean I'm getting up at five now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's just, it, it wasn't going to happen. For right. Me, you know? So yeah, it does have to, yeah. um, you know, you gotta be flexible with it. Right. I think, because here's the thing, what's the, you know, if you think about a ritual meditation, the whole thing is about putting yourself in that good space, putting yourself in that Zen space, starting your day off right or ending your day right or something like that. Okay. So that's what it's all about. So it kind of defeats the purpose if you're like, oh crap, I got to meditate and I got to do it for 20 minutes and oh my God, my time, you know. So it's kind of you, there is a go with the flowness about it. And for some reason that, and, you know, hardcore set my timer, da da da, works for some people. But others, you have to be a little bit more, you have to be forgiving with yourself about it. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's the whole point, right? Is to learn to be forgiving. And for those of you listening who have, who have never meditated before, don't start with 20 minutes. Don't even start with 10 minutes. Right? Yes. That's a, lot. that's a long time. I would say start yes. with a minute for a few days and then you can jump to three or four or five. But... 10 minutes when you've never meditated before is a long time. Yeah. And here's the other thing about meditation that is super, super important to understand. Even people that have been doing this ritual and meditating every single morning. I mean, I don't know people that go for like an hour and stuff, which I could personally could never do. Um, even people that are going for 10 minutes or 20 minutes or however long you're, if, if someone were to come to me and said, I did an hour meditation and I was in the perfect zone from the second I started till the second I ended, I would say, yeah, you're a liar. Right. Because it doesn't work that way. And so there's times in a meditation right. for me that's going 20 minutes that I may have literally a minute and a half where I'm like in that Zen spot. Right. You know what I mean? It, it doesn't always, you know, work out that way. It doesn't always work out to, um, you know, that, you know, 20 minutes of, of total Zen. And that's that. What did you say before, Kathy, about, you know, giving that, forgiving yourself or being easy with yourself about it? If you got a minute and 30 seconds of total Zen, so be it. You got a minute and 30 seconds of total Zen. If you got five, well, you know. Today, I think that with, because of technology, there's all kinds of apps for meditation too. Yeah. So if yeah. you need help with that, um, I know there's a great one, although I think it's, you do pay for it 10% um, happier. And I can't think of the, it's a news anchor. I think that wrote this book a year or two ago who suffered from um, panic attacks and he, and he used yeah. meditation and he ended up writing a book about it. And, and I know I, exactly who you're talking about. I can't yeah. remember his name, but I know his who you're name, talking about. His name, Dan Harris. Yes, Dan. Yes. Yeah. yes, yes, yes. I have his book. So the book is, the book is way older than a year or two ago. I think the app might've come out yeah, a year or two yeah, ago. But yeah. yeah, he had a life-changing experience with learning to meditate. And that is a great, I I think there are free versions of 10% of Happier. Another app that's awesome that I love is the Insight Timer app. Yes. Um, so that you can do, um, it, it literally will just, you can time yourself and it'll do a ding at the beginning and a ding so you know it's over. 
or it has guided meditations. Much of the content is free. Um, but what I love is when you log on, it tells you how many other people in the world are, are using that app right now, which is such oh, a cool you. thing to see. Like I love getting on to use it and be like, oh my God, there are literally 4 million people around the world right That's now cool. using this app with me. It's That's a cool. really, it's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how, how about your rituals before readings? Um, what do you do? How has it shifted? Because I know my rituals have vastly shifted since I started doing um, intuitive readings for people. I had a huge ritual because I would really have to kind of get myself <laughs> into the headspace. So um, I did some, um, you know, sort of some, some techniques to relax myself. When I always do belly breathing. To this day, I always do belly breathing before. Because really quickly, it centers me. Um, but I, I did have a longer um, time, sometimes would meditate just for a few minutes, um, or I would chant. I use the Ganesh chant, which I love. I, and I did the Ganesh chant to my mala beads, Jerry. I was thinking about yes. doing that. Um, and I loved that. That was really powerful for me. Um, but now it's much easier. I actually, I still do belly breathing. I consciously connect my energy to the universe. I mean, I, I make an intention to do that. And I did this since Costa Rica, Kathy, when, um, when we spoke to um, the um, stallion, right? When we did our horse and soul retreat. And he talked about um, shining your light, turning your light up, because that's how souls see each other. It was just such a cool thing to come through. I visualize my light, my, my inner light, really um, raising that and brightening that light before I jump on. And, and I think like you, Jerry, we had talked about this before. I always set the intention to be of service, to keep myself open, to not be attached to the outcome and not be attached to my um, ego. Yes. So yeah, it's probably all of that sounds like it takes me forever. It probably takes me two minutes, maybe. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Because I think we all did when we were all starting off doing this type of work or whatever, had a big, a big ritual. Do you know what I mean? That it might be a half an hour before I've got to be sitting at my desk. I've got to right. be, you know, like, like totally re ready. And I know that we've all um, taught classes um, with people before and, and I remember talking to students and they're like, well, I have to do an hour of yoga before. And I have to be like, and it's like, okay, that's going to change, you know, because yes, it can, it, it, it used to be where, you know, little things like, okay, well, I have a reading at 12 o'clock and it's now 11. So like, I'm not even going to go out and get the mail. I'm not going to go to, you know what I mean? Like you had to be in this like total, total place. And now um, and this doesn't, this shouldn't, I don't mean this to sound like I'm being irreverent about it, but now I can literally slide into my desk a couple minutes before, do my belly breathing. I do the same thing. Belly breathing is huge. huge. I mean, I mean, it just, it just, in any situation, mm. it just calms you down. And I do the same thing. I open myself up to the universe, um, set my little intention, same thing. Let me have no attachment to the outcome let me receive the information pertinent to this reading. Um, let me be of service is always that last thing, <clears throat> excuse me, that I say. And that to me, just letting me be of service saying that really is that thing that clicks and kind of opens me up to, you know, universal guidance and helps you 
get out of your ego. It's not about me. It's about the human or and or animal that I'm reading. Right. Um, that helps uh, or, or that, you know, totally opens opens that connection up. But yeah, like you, it used to be like, you know, probably it was probably closer to half an hour. You know what I mean? I thinking, well, if the wind's blowing this way and the sunlight's hitting this side <laughs> of the room. I mean, yeah, exactly. Because you had some anxiety about, you know, um, being of service, I think was. Being the, of service. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned the anxiety because I, I know this doesn't have anything to do really with ritual, but I think it's kind of important to ask or, or to mention that anxiety kind of piece or whatever. Um, are you still nervous before a reading? A lot of times I am. Yeah. Uh, and it always comes. That's why, why I always say um, no attachment to my ego because I feel yes. like it's my ego because I'm like, I, I want to do the best I can do for that person. And then I have to say, it's not my best. I just need to be open and trusting. I need to trust that yes. coming through. Yeah. So and it, um, it's, it's funny because I'm definitely still nervous before reading. I'm always like, oh my God, oh my God. And I think there's, there's this like tiny piece. We've talked about this before. Tiny, tiny piece somewhere in there. Like, oh my God, what if it was, what if it doesn't work this time? Well, you know what? I, I, that's, a, I think a universal intuitive issue. An intuitive thing. What if it, because, of, but I think it's also because we do want so much to be of service. Exactly. It's not that what if it doesn't work and I'm not, able to be awesome right it's, what if this doesn't work what if for some reason for the first time ever like the the information doesn't come in and i'm not able to be of service to the client right. but i also think that that's sort of healthy that well, nervousness because it is taking if we were to go into a reading and be like yeah i got this i'm all that i'm right. like you know what i mean there's right. a lot of ego well, I worked with the right. same um, intuitive. Uh, she, I, she was my massage therapist and she was an intuitive and I did many readings and she's awesome. And I said that to her when I was coming through animal communication. I'm always kind of nervous. What if nothing comes through? And she said the same thing. Everybody with integrity who's honestly trying to serve has that same thought. The day that you don't have that thought and you're you know, all pumped up about how good you are, then you're not of service. Then so, you're not of service. Yeah. yeah. Um, what about so you, Kathy, yours before readings? Has it changed? It? Uh, it, it has, it has changed and my, um, it has shortened. I still do a little ritual, but I like you guys were talking, um, you know, when I started out, it was like the nerves, like half an hour before a reading. And at one point it was like, wow, if I'm only doing a half hour reading, it means I'm spending as much time prepping for the yeah. reading. And a lot of it was, um, you know, just a long ritual. I would, I would, um, you know, it was more like go up to my office and put the, the rest of my life on hold so that I can just be completely all about my client and, and serving, serving them and serving, you know, the, the animals. Um, so I would do, you know, just some, some grounding activities. I would, I love chanting. Um, and I would do just some sitting quietly and meditating it, it now I can do that in less than five minutes. I do go upstairs, you know, I do go up to my office 
at least five minutes before a reading. But I'll tell you, I um, I was at boot camp last summer, and I was talking with one of the women who I, who in my in my boot camp where we go like to these baseball fields out you know in town. And um, I had done some readings for her before, and she had a concern. She was just talking to me about one of her dogs after we we got done exercising. And I was like, well, do you want me to check in? And she was like, well, yeah, should I make an appointment? I was like, no, 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 let's just go sit over here. And I literally just sat down. I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't do any prep. I did set my intention and blah, 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 and said, give me a minute while I, you know, clear and connect, but that's all. And so it was one of those like, oh no, I can do this on the fly. And for me, it's not, um, like the, the nerves have gotten less, way less, way, way, yeah, <laughs> way, way clearly. less. Yes, definitely. I still have a little, but I just, I really have gained a lot of trust in the process of, um, knowing that it's not me, right? Like yeah. it's not, you know, my, my like lack of nerves or at least decreased nerves doesn't come from a place of ego and all that. It comes from a, I trust in God spirit universe that they'll help me. They'll help provide me the information I need. Any kind of nerves really stems from, am I going to be able to Receive. receive it? and get it out in a way that makes sense to them without distorting the information, really, like without interpreting, without translating, with just being the, the middle ground. Um, so, but I think, I think when I started, my lack of trust came from not necessarily trusting that the whole process worked, like, just be, you know, because it's so intangible, <laughs> right? You know, people still go, well, how does it work? I'm like, I don't, I don't really know, know. <laughs> <laughs> but it does time after time after time. It never has not worked for me. Yeah. But yeah. I also know that that's not me. That's spirit. Right. Um, so my nerves come from don't F it up. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) Like I, you know, I used to say, don't shoot the messenger. Like, but now it's like, okay, messenger, do your job well, because that's all I am is a messenger. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm a conduit. Exactly. We're all conduits. Um, but I do, um, I do have enough trust now that, um, I can just on the spot, I can connect and do, I don't, yeah, I, I like all the ritual because it just gets you, in, you know, because, it gets you into it. And that's what, well, it gets you into does. it. It's, and the it, thing is, is that whether it's for prepping for a reading or prepping to not that we do this anymore, but, you know, go out to dinner with a big bunch of people. Like I, I do a little ritual to prep myself mentally, I guess, to, you know, because it's a lot for people like us 
to be out at like a company dinner or a company holiday party or something. Mm -hmm. And so I have rituals just for that to get centered into myself and to get grounded so that I can be around all those different energies and not come home exhausted. Right. That's part of my morning affirmation when I call on my guides is to not, to not allow me to pick up energy from anybody right. else. That's a great idea. Because I spent, until I started doing this work, I spent, you know, any days that I was out in public or dealing with people, I'd come home and sleep for, I was exhausted all the time because it was just, it was like a drain that I, couldn't understand why, but I was just always tired and I didn't understand that it was like I was picking up people's energies. Mm -hmm. And so I really do, you know, again, not that we need it anymore, but I really do have a ritual for that kind of stuff. And I ended up working in retail. It's like one of my favorite stories is I went from going from, from being someone who couldn't be out like I would never go to the store on a weekend or an evening because I just couldn't be around the masses of people to, I worked in retail for two years because I learned that if I just did this ritual before I went on for my shift and yes, during the shift, I would have to be like, okay, I'm taking a bathroom break and I'd go into the bathroom stall and I would do a little more, um, you know, like a one minute meditation standing in the bathroom stall just to get myself centered again. Um, but it makes such a big difference and it feels so good. And I think that that's why I still continue my rituals before my readings, just because I like the way it feels. Yeah. You like the way it feels, but it also, it's like, it's like a, it sets the tone. Right. I don't know how else to say it. I, you know, I come in to here and I sit down and I have my, um, piece of paper in front of me. I, I scribble and write and draw and stuff when I'm doing readings. So there's a piece of paper in front of me and I, it's, it's like, it's just a, even if it's just that two minutes, that five minutes, whatever it is, it's just that, okay, universe, use me. Mm -hmm. You know, it sets the tone. It gets me in that, just the, the physical doing of it. Not that I'm doing anything physical, but just right. the here I am sitting down, here's the right. paper, here's the pen, here's my headset, you know, cause I'm, you know, we do most things on the phone, you know, um, it's, it's just that the, the physicalness of it sets the tone. It gets you into, um, to that space, which is, you know, and I like what you said about, you know, a ritual for going out, a ritual, you know, you can have a ritual for anything. You yeah. Know? And again, it's do only need... a couple minutes. It's yeah. really it's really for me about bringing awareness to myself and how I'm feeling so that, um, you know, when I go somewhere, did I have a headache before I went or did I get the headache when I went out? You know, just being aware, like being physically in your body is, is a, a big thing. Um, for me, I think I spent, you know, I think I spent the first 40 years of my life not being in my body 90% of the time um, because it was easier because when I started all of this and being in your body and being aware of how you're feeling and stuff, uh, there were a lot of times I kind of sucked, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard until you, it's, 
till you can get to that place of loving yourself and accepting yourself, even for the stuff that doesn't feel good. Um, but it's in the beginning, being present, it's that being present, right. kind of what I said before about riding the wave. So being present, no matter what it is. Um, right. So it's not like, and gender, yeah, good, bad, of, or ugly. Yeah. What we were talking about before, it's like, you know, okay, so you're in meditation for 20 minutes and you're being present. Part of that being present is realizing, okay, well, I'm sucking at meditation today. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in it. I can, I just had 30 seconds of Zen or a minute and 30 out of 20 minutes of, of Zen or whatever. It's still good because you're present and you're realizing I'm not uh, thoughts are coming in. I don't want right. these thoughts, whatever, but you're present, you're here, you're now. You know right. You're aware. And, but the big, but the big piece of that for people who, who are just starting is be aware, but be forgiving of yourself. Yeah. Because right. And that's my point. Like, I mean, if you're, if you're sitting there getting, you know, like, uh, you know, I can't, I can't hold that Zen or I can't, you know, be all like no thought, you know, um, mm -hmm. which doesn't exist. No thought, you know, um, it, you got to be forgiving of yourself. And so many people get to the point where like, well, this, this is stupid. I can't do that. So they give up when it's right. almost better to sit there for the five, 10 minutes, whatever, in my case, 20, even if it's bad, than it is to give up because you're being present. When I did that 10 week class, I'll tell you one technique and I still use it today because I had trouble like everybody else with the thoughts um, is when I am meditating, I take a deep breath in and I count to four. I hold it to the, and I'm counting to four and I release on four. So my brain is talking in counting, but yeah. the thoughts tend to not be as present. Um, and so that, works for me because I, yeah. like everybody else, I have a busy brain. Um, so I found that really helpful. So and, there, and there's the thing, that we're talking about meditation, but keep in mind because it just kind of naturally went to meditation because, okay, part of our rituals have to do with meditation, but keep in mind, they don't have to, you guys, right. you know, meditation well, doesn't and, have, to have anything to do with it. If you want, you can do that or that type of meditation. You can do the journaling, like, you know, Kathy was talking about automatic writing, you can do the, you know, writing down your, the, you know, three things, five things, whatever that you're, what am I grateful for today? What do I look forward to happening today? What do I want to work on today? Whatever, that's ritual. You know, anything that you do over and over to kind of prep yourself or put yourself in that good space. And, yes, and it's the whole reminding yourself that meditation, remembering, I should say, that meditation is not sitting in the lotus position with your, right. with your middle finger and your thumb touching and, and chanting Om. Um, I last year went to um, a teacher training for um, animal Reiki. And we were at the Catskill Animal Sanctuary up in upstate New York, beautiful place. And for the first time ever, I did a walking meditation. And I was just like, how do you walk and meditate? But it is literally just one of those, you know, center yourself and be really present and mindful of your walking. Feel the earth under you each step you take. It was incredible. 
it was like this is awesome you know and maybe that's a you know maybe that's your ritual too every morning i get up and i walk around the block or i you know whatever it it can be anything it can although i will say that like walking around the block talking on the phone or you know the people that you see who are texting and stuff it really is about the getting all the distractions out yes but it's right focusing on yourself right and my point in that is obviously you're not going to go like if you're if your ritual i'm using air quotes here is to you know get your phone and call your mom as you walk around the block well i don't know maybe that's that's your well, that's a lovely ritual. I feel bet good or, of, or whatever. There are a lot of mothers there, in the world who would think that was a great ritual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're sitting there and texting and, and whatever, that's not necessarily a ritual. But if your ritual is every morning you go out and you walk amongst the trees or you connect with nature or whatever, what would you guys say is the purpose of ritual? Like, I mean, for me, the purpose of ritual, like I had kind of said before, is like, taking some time to be just completely and totally present with yourself Mm -hmm. and setting a tone either for the day or the afternoon or your sleep or whatever. I would say exactly that same thing. Although um, I do sometimes, I guess, I don't know if we want to call it a ritual or not, but but if I'm having a very stressful day, I may do that. Kathy, I do walking meditation um, or um, belly breathing or whatever I need to do. And it's not before I do anything. It's just bring myself back yeah anxiety or, or whatever I'm feeling but I was thinking as you were saying it could be anything Jerry because one thing I found after I learned how to do it was knitting um, and I found it once I kind of got my groove I'd knit a, I don't know how many three four baby blankets and there was like I would have to knit four pearl two knit four and I had count so in my head I was counting yes knitting, and you tone and zone or whatever everything yes. out um, so yes, it can be. It's just really that quiet centering of being um, right. and being present and not allowing all of the distractions and the head chatter, mind chatter. Yeah. Go, right. Give a break. Um, yeah. So I I agree with you, and it's it's so funny because I've thought about um, I I recently took up watercoloring, and I know some people do that as a form of meditation it's still too much work for me. Like it's still, yeah. <laughs> so I can do the, like the, the coloring books where it's like the lines are drawn and it's easy. But if it's something where it's like, there are no lines and I'm just cut, like, I, I can't do both. I'm concentrating too much. So I'm outside of myself. So for me, the whole call it a ritual, call it whatever you want um, is about going within myself and becoming aware of, and for me, sometimes it's becoming aware of my thoughts and feelings. So I know where to put my energy. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, that was, that was the, the beauty of that 30 day writing exercise of, you know, waking up first thing in the morning before you do anything else and writing down the first thing that comes to your head without thinking about it. Just like automatic writing is no, you put the pen in your hand and just whatever comes, comes is about well, what is it that's in the back of my mind that I'm not accessing when I'm doing things and I'm busy and I'm have my brain engaged in, in different areas. It's, it's really um, a, a way 
for me to just go within and become aware of what those thoughts and feelings are. Mm. Because they're only about grocery lists for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Then it becomes the important stuff. Yeah. You know, but you have to get, you have to be able to get quiet to to get there. Um, And that's why I think it's, it's such a beautiful thing. And I think that that's, once you get over that hard hump of like, oh, I don't, you know, because they're not all great feelings. Like you get quiet and then stuff comes up and then you're crying and you're like, well, this sucks, you know. (laughs) Which is part of the journey. Exactly. And that's that's what I keep saying, riding the wave. You got to take that downs with the ups. Right. And know that. give yourself a break. Right. And know that it's not always going to be the hard stuff. Sometimes it's going to be like, it's yeah. just such a great feeling. So yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, I love what you so. said about waking up every day for 30 days. I'm, I'm going to do that. Um, and, and see myself what. what, what yeah. So, what so, and it's funny because the, the, the instructions he gave were, write it down. Do not go back and look at it. Don't worry about your hand. You know, no one's going to see this, but you. So like, don't worry about your hand. Don't worry about anything, but mostly don't write it and then read it. It's write it, flip the page and, yeah, and always have a clean page ready for the next day. And not until the end of the 30 days, do you go back to see the pattern. And, um, and, you know, journaling in general, like I know that's not journaling, that's, that's automatic writing. So that's like a different, but, but it just, it brought up journaling in general. A lot of people do that. They get up. The first thing they do is they grab their journal and they write for yes. a while or at the end of the day, they write for a while. That is ritual as well. And very, Absolutely. very, very helpful. And I think that's our point, whether we're doing it, you know, to start your day or you're doing it before a client or you're doing it, you know, in the middle of the afternoon uh, or at the end of the day to, to end your day, or you're doing it specifically to be able to go out and function. Um, ritual can be, is incredibly powerful. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm going to give a little product plug here. Um, I, I don't, I, you can find them any, you know, any bookstore or Amazon or whatever, but they have these really cool, you had talked about the, the gratitude you know, the three things you're grateful for, or appreciative of, they have these really cool um, journals that are like one line a day or like, yeah. you know, your everyday gratitude, but they do it for five years. Yeah. So they're dated. So you write down your thing for that day, but then you can, as if you, if you stay with it, um, you can go back and then like a year later or three years later, or five years yeah. later, be like, yeah. oh my gosh. And for me, it, I have one that's not about gratitude but it's just like a one line a day and it's interesting to go back and read like oh my god two years you know and it's almost a cool like memory book too like it's a because you forget it's the little stuff you know you know I did one when my um son was born my children are adopted and when I adopted my son I was on maternity leave and I had a journal and I wrote every day in the journal and I don't know that I ever went back and looked at it anywhere near that time. But years later, we moved. I came across the journal. I opened it up and I read it. And it was, it was nice to read. But what was so striking to me was when my son was born, we entered Desert Storm. 
Yeah. And so when I was on maternity leave and I had the TV on a lot, I watched the news. I like a, a junkie because I was home alone. Um, and not once did I mention anything to do with anything in the journal. Nothing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, which I, was so striking to me. But um, so I love the five years. Yeah. yeah. It's a very cool thing. Awesome. Well, hopefully for all of you who have listened this far, you've, uh, you've gotten some, some uh, hints and tips and things to think about trying for yourselves. Um, Ritual and love. meditation. Yes. yes. Yeah. And please share with us, uh, write a comment. Well, this will be posted obviously in our Facebook, on our Facebook page that this episode has been published but we would love to hear what are your you know what rituals do you do because just like when I mentioned Jerry the automatic writing I mean you you were like I'm gonna try that like I would love to hear what other people are doing so that yeah, um exactly. you know I might find something that's like oh that really strikes a chord with me I'd love to try that so please uh please listeners out there share with us what you guys do or um what you're gonna try if you don't do anything right now so um, and let's also plug our live thing um we did in our live um our facebook group or not facebook group facebook page the psychic wives um we're gonna do um live with the wives um and that's coming up wednesday may 16th correct 13th 15th 13th 13th okay so i'm completely wrong (laughs) so that would be so that would be wednesday if next Wednesday, May thirteenth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. When you hear this, it'll be next this Wednesday. I'm not sure. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. I. I. Whatever. You're like maybe we'll cut this part out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. May thirteenth at twelve p.m. Eastern, we're going to be live in the group doing a Facebook live, um, where we're just asking questions. We're calling it Live with the Wives, so answering questions. So if anybody has questions, they'll be typing them in. We'll answer. We will do some mini readings, blah, blah, blah. Um, if, if we just screwed this up and that this is actually on after we do that, <laughs> don't worry about it because we're going to be doing many more of them. Right. Um, live. Yeah. So check our Facebook page. Yeah. We'll check have the a, Facebook page. We'll, we'll just forget a, the last it, 30 seconds. If it's after May 13th that you're listening Whatever. to this, um, <laughs> we'll be doing them regularly. Yeah, at we some will. Point. We have really no idea what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome to our lives. Yeah. Um, if you don't yeah. like us or follow us on the Facebook page, go do that because then you'll yes. learn about this stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So you can find us at thepsychicwives.com on Facebook at the psychic wives or on Apple podcasts. Just search for the psychic wives. Thank you all for joining us and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Bye.